0: I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny.
1: I love it. Do you like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. You know, and you that dropping can, your voice.
0: That could be our, be our that's first so intro. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs> Basic disclaimer, in case it's not already really obvious. uh, You, David, and me, Isabel, we are both drained professionals in that we are therapists like we work with clients and so we have had a ton of work with folks who have been on meds not on meds getting off meds starting up meds trying new meds hating their meds loving their meds pick a thing we have tons of experience with this and we are not medical professionals which means we are not prescribers right like we cannot prescribe medication ourselves at all
1: you're you're not a doctor. Uh, no, I'm not a doctor. No, we, we are ha- not. We don't doctors. have MDs at all. No, uh, no, no, no. We we both have hobbies in neurobiology and, psycho- <laughs> and psychology and like yes. sociology, but mm-hmm. we're not doctors.
0: An important thing around something like medication to work with a therapist just just to work with somebody who is going to help you pay attention to like how like how to use it almost like a scalpel like how to use it effectively for what it can do and how to notice when it's crossed the line. I'm also thinking what came into my mind are two things. One is like for the group of people such as myself, Uh, I identify as female and I have over the last several years um, been either bearing children, is that the term? Either pregnant with children or bearing them or nursing them. And so my access to my meds has greatly changed everybody because... Fun fact: You can't take certain stimulant meds for sure while you're doing all those things, um, and not to say for everybody, but like in general. Uh, and so, of course, that's a choice. You know, there's like lots of choices around. You know, all of this. But point is, is like I can't stress enough just how strange and frustrating it is to try to cobble together like what could be okay for me to take remedies. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, I can't, I, I mean, I feel like the routine I've had to kind of switch into around like exercise, like I'm thinking of things like how to put it, alternatives to meds that people or people see as alternatives when really, I think it's all part of the scaffolding, depending on like, what happens when you take out one leg and that leg was meds and then you're like, <laughs> cobbling together the rest of the scaffold and it uh yeah anyway i'm feeling the impacts but i'm also aware it is also knock on wood temporary um but anyway does that relate that relates right
1: wait wait it totally relates and it's something that i think we should i almost want us to have a, a specific podcast episode on like pregnant and adhd
0: Yes. It is very, and, and like what,
1: yes, what menstrual totally cycles feel like with ADHD and yes. what PMDD is and how there yes. is like different aspects of like needs associated with lots of different variants. And like women with ADHD and men with ADHD have lots of different needs, right? It's like, it's very complex. So this isn't a one size fits all. And when we go into like what are the non-pharmaceutical like pharmaceutical interventions, like I just kind of want to say it's all forms of like medication in a way, right? It's treatment. So like the the non-pharmaceutical interventions for ADHD are like really clear cut. And there's some pretty good evidence around how diet is super important, mm-hmm. how working out is super important, mm-hmm. how regulating your sleep is super important, mm-hmm. and how mindfulness activities can be really evidence-based, not all the time, but a, a practice during the day uh, of mindfulness can be really helpful with frustration tolerance. Like these are all really, really um, Really helpful fidget toys. Finding ways to get the energy out. Mm-hmm. Finding more existential interventions to make yourself excited about things as opposed to anxious or angry about things. Mm. So you could start going, "Oh my god, I really don't want to go out to eat and see the the Nendersons. They're they're so nettly and they're I don't know. I'm making up words, but like I don't like being with them. And then it's like, but wait, it's never mind, Nettling
0: Nendersons.
1: Yeah, the nettle But I'm really wondering what kind of tie he's going to wear. And that's kind of exciting. Okay, I bet it's going to be a blue tie. No, I bet it's going to be a red tie. Oh, no, no, it's going to be a blue tie. Now I'm getting excited about what kind of tie Oh, I can't <laughs> wait can to get the Nettlesons because of what t- Like, that's literally a joke, but it's an existential intervention to switch an annoying task and to find something you can be excited about. Yeah. I w- I'm going to count how many jokes they make about, like... I don't know, zebras, because they always make those zebra jokes. And like, <laughs> those I meddling bet you it's going to be, be less than five. And like...
0: Zebra zingers. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs>
1: but like, exactly. Like, these are all those non-medical interventions. There's, there's talk around um, microdosing with um, mushrooms, with mm-hmm. cannabis. Um, I've heard ketamine. I've heard a lot of things all proposed by people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where, as a professional, I want to say I've never seen them work. Mm-hmm. Um, like not that they they're not fine but like I just I, I haven't seen how I would begin to talk about them working and how to suggest someone going about it so it's mm-hmm. not an area that I'm comfortable talking about I'm sure mm-hmm. someone else knows more email the show we'd love to have you on and talk about it but like it's yes, not something I've totally. seen and it mm-hmm. definitely doesn't work with kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah sorry and <laughs> and I think it's important to kind of honor like the fact that there are really different kinds of ADHD medications that people can take,
0: right? Yeah. So we talked about like the stimulants and we talked about the non-stimulants. And then I'm thinking like like also other routes are things like antidepressants, like to honor the, the mood the mood stuff i'm thinking i know a wellbutrin for example like like what is that an atypical antidepressant like that also works on norepinephrine which means long story short it also goes around the same dopamine ADHD, slash adhd yeah. channels of neurotransmitters that are impacted by um, the the neurological difference that is adhd um what else well antipsychotics part, anticonvulsants well,
1: I wanted to really not like no I want to go to more like Main Street like USA treatment of ADHD for a second and actually dive into like the stimulant medication thing because I think there's differences between what these stimulant medications are yes how they work uh-huh. and I do I would want people just to be more aware of like the fact that I have no, I don't have enough education to have an opinion on this legally, but I can have a personal opinion, and that's what you're getting, <laughs> right? So,
0: <laughs> totally, are... totally. So, that other thing, like, absolutely, do people get prescribed lots of other things? Yes, but we are going to drill down into stimulants, please boom, boom, boom. Do, do, do. continue. So Although, there, should, should it be more of like a da 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 da? da. I don't know.
1: No, no. It should be some, yeah, something lighthearted. And you just imagine a cool, maybe the community intro song. Okay. And then this me talking, but, (laughs) but I think like, um, the best way I can talk about it is like, there's been a lot of, there are new ADHD medications like every day, and there's been a lot of new medications within the last five years or so. Like, I don't really want to comment on those because I don't have expertise on like a lot of the newer medications, Mm -hmm. but there's basically two camps. There's the Ritalin camp and there's the Adderall camp, okay. and each one of those has like a genealogical line where they each like have different medications that that come from them, and you can like look up whether a medication is more related to Ritalin or Adderall. Gotcha. The the main difference here is Ritalin is more of a pure stimulant,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Adderall is a stimulant with a mild anti anxiety component to it. That's it. That's what
0: the big I had no clue. Wait a minute. It's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So one is just pure stimulant, and the other is pure stimulant with a little hint of, like, is it like, just the, like, is it like the molecules or like mm-hmm. the way the drug? Yeah. Okay.
1: They're not mixing other anti-anxiety medication like into Adderall. It's just like how it works on the brain has more of an anti-anxiety impact in addition to the stimulant impact.
0: Ah, uh, sorry. I'm just like slowly hobbling, like I'm like, I like in inception, I'm having this like inception, like the walls are like connecting moments. So when people
1: take Adderall and it doesn't work, they'll say it feels like there are cold ants running under my skin or fingers in my head. They'll feel strange, like sensations that doesn't make them feel right. And typically it's their, them not reacting to that, you know, non that they, they, those people typically feel a little bit better with the pure stimulant or going on the well putrin direction because of, like, the Adderall potential for, like, just not feeling good. For mm-hmm. me, I got really lucky, right? I got Ritalin, and it was just like, whoa, that worked, perfect, mm-hmm. done. Stable mm-hmm. dose, haven't changed it for years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, hooray, I'm, I'm that kid. But I'm also the dude that, like, goes through studying psychology and then learns all about ADHD and then learns about ADHD medication and then goes into his doctor and goes, you know, everything's fine. Everything's been working, but, you know, there's some new medications out there, and, like, this Focalin – it's front molecule has, it's, it's like a diamond. It's got to work way longer. I'm really interested to see how that metabolizes. It's still from the similar family of Ritalin. How about we do the Falkland? What should I start with? And my doctor's like, okay. And like, he knows <laughs> that I go give these like talks. So he's very curious when I'm like, you know, asking questions. And like, he's very happy to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried Focalin. I had to take less milligrams of it. And it was supposed to work instead of like a four or five hour period of time, like eight hours. So it was almost like it was going to be way better for me if it worked because it was like work day done. Don't have to medicate my night. Like Mm. no problem. Mm -hmm. Well, three weeks after taking it, Mm -hmm. it was working. And like, I knew it was working because at one point I like, went to go step over something and noticed it and then picked it up and threw it away. And I was like, Whoa, <gasps> that's not, this nothing. is incredible. That's, that's, that's not, nothing. not On
0: the first try on the first on the try. First try. Yeah.
1: Didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And then <laughs> three weeks later, I forgot what my partner looked like when they weren't in the room. I couldn't visualize their face started having really intense thoughts. Like, Oh my God, life is going to feel like this forever. Like this is the worst. Oh. Why do I feel this bad? And, I'm a trained professional Mm -hmm. and it took three weeks to hit. So I didn't realize this was a medication right away. I just remember like looking at my partner and I was like, baby, I don't, I don't feel good. And my partner's like, is it the new medication? And I'm like, well, yeah, holy shit. I'm not taking it right now. I'm not taking it. And then Mm -hmm. two days later, I felt much better because the longer a medicine, like the extended release medications can take a couple days to totally get out of your body. So I felt better right away right away and went back to Ritalin and fine. And so even though I tried a different member of the Ritalin family that has been more like evolved over time and done, but it didn't work for me and it should have. Wow. And I just want to honor this story for anyone that's like, I'm so
0: grateful you shared. I'm so grateful that you and your partner and your doctor like, like noticed that
1: done right away. It was so, it was so helpful, but like the part that I have to really honor is if I was a kid, Mm-hmm. they'd talk about how my behavior was better. they talk about how I was sitting still longer. They would talk about how I uh, I was picking up things. I was fighting less. I was more quiet. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I want to give a voice to. It's like mm-hmm. re- if someone doesn't want to take a medication, don't. Like this isn't the time to like make somebody take a medication. What I noticed for people with ADHD is it works for them. So they they want to take it or yeah. they don't want to take it because it doesn't work for them.
0: Yeah, it's, and, it's and just... they'll tell you if it's working for them and it does not necessarily have to do with what you're seeing on the outside, but what only they are able to feel on the yeah. inside. Like, Like, David, I'm thinking of clients I've worked with in situations where, you know, people sometimes report they felt like a zombie or they feel mm-hmm. really off. They mm-hmm. notice their mood changes or they mm-hmm. notice they don't feel like a person. I mean, we're talking like these these things that, again, when you see the rest of the world around you, you know, this really neurotypically geared world giving you all these gold stars because suddenly you're able to finish your homework and get to school and do all the things we want you to, they're forgetting that, like, there's a person in there. <laughs> and these meds are, like, there are choices with these meds. Like, you don't, it's not just like there's only one option. There's so Many options, and and there are. It just does require, I think, some patience and some tenacity sometimes to like navigate and that a, and advocate for yourself through all that.
1: And I want to throw one other curveball out there, just based on our other like real expertise that we have in the world, because like, we we the like, newsflash. Sorry, just I'll just bring, when when we're not doing uh, you know ADHD work, we are trauma therapists. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. and and specific to PTSD, and we work we work with like trauma, and then everything else in the world. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you can do trauma, you can do a lot. <laughs> but um, even specific to survivors who also have ADHD, that can impact the kind of ADHD medication they can tolerate. Yeah. Because medications that have a quick in and out where they end really quick, people can get really angry at the end of the day. They can have rage-filled moments or anxiety-filled moments as the, as the medication leaves or starts because it can trigger fight Flight responding, and so in those cases, there are medications that have a much more like I'm thinking of a graph, and no one can see a graph. So if I did a hand motion, like no one would think of it, but like (laughs) imagine like a triangle with like a really long, slow, like way that, like, not an equal triangle, like a lopsided long triangle, yeah, like an
0: isosceles or yeah, like a duck bill okay,
1: yeah, like Like a a duck duck bill bill. yeah. So it's like there are medications like a Vivance, which is a stimulus based medication, but has a much slower ramp off, which tends to be more effective for individuals with trauma. And oh, so like okay. all of these nuances around medications mean if you have ADHD and you're thinking about medication, like try one, <laughs> the, the, you know, like um, risk and reward, like figured out the, the, the part that I want to make everyone like really think about if they want to advocate for this or talk about this with a doctor. Mm -hmm. ADHD medications can be done in extended release or normal acting form Mm
0: -hmm. extended
1: release means that they will work for like 10 12 hours long period of time normal dosing can anywhere can be anywhere from like four to eight hours right
0: okay Mm -hmm. um and does that also mean like the shelf life they have in the body essentially like how long you're gonna notice like at at whatever the dose that's effective mm -hmm. is in your body yeah
1: Like if you took a regular release stimulant, like between four and eight hours, depending on the stimulant, like folklid would last closer to eight hours and a Ritalin is going to last closer to four or five hours, but you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Um, you would experience that medication working within 45 minutes of taking it Mm -hmm. hour of taking it. Mm -hmm. It, You would not like any other medication for anxiety or depression where it takes three weeks to build up in your body and then another three weeks to get up to a therapeutic dosage. Like, you know much faster with ADHD medication.
0: If it's working so or not. You'll know within like about an hour. And what and so what are you... Sorry, I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> no, no. If you're ever experimenting with trying medication or trying new medication, do not let a prescriber give you extended release. Hmm because you don't need to commit to 12 hours of an experience to know <laughs> if it works for you or not. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, Oh, this is a four hour uncomfortable anxiety fit. Oh God, wow, this sucks. I'm never doing it again. Versus like all days It's going to be like this. Like, like give yourself <laughs> a choice, give yourself some agency in these kinds of experiments and with your body. I think it's important.
0: Oh, my gosh, David, that's brilliant. And also the the, the metaphor I got is, like, the difference between, like, what happened if you, like, go on the roller coaster, but you, like, know it's going to end versus, like, what happens if, like, the person running the roller coaster just walks away and you're like, I guess (laughs) I'm on this for the next, I don't know how long, you know, like. Someone will come back tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. It will definitely change the relationship. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this. There's a. Sorry, Wait, sorry, can I throw in one more? Yes, aspect? please, please, no, please. You're, you're
1: please. trying to do a, like a great reframe and I keep interrupting you. But like the piece that I want to make sure I'm also mentioning is like this gets into be a very complicated question when it comes to kids. Mm. And the current debate around this is medicate to preserve self-esteem or you don't medicate to preserve self-esteem, like whatever, like whatever the kid needs to build self-esteem becomes a really major factor in like whether or not you even think about this. Mm-hmm. Um the problem around, and I often talk about like people want to be in therapy so they can have an honest place of reporting. It's really helpful for your child to be in therapy with someone that understands ADHD Mm -hmm. because a lot of kids won't want to take medication because no one else is taking medication. And kids are going to be normalized to be like their peers Mm -hmm. and their friends. So they might be like, it's stupid. I hate it. But like, they also might want to take it for certain reasons and for certain things. And I think it's not about like, I think it becomes a more complicated conversation with kids Mm. because of, like, how behavioral consequences can be so good with an internal thing that isn't going so good. I think it, like, it necessitates really having a professional involved when when you have a child there. Because, like, I want them to have a safe place to report how the medication feels because parents aren't trained to hear, like, when a side effect might be rearing its ugly head. And professionals are – that's what, mm-hmm. literally what psych- like therapists and psychiatrists are trained to do. So it's like in those moments with kids, like mm-hmm. I do want to like encourage like an extra level of slow it down a little bit. Let's get more eyes on this person. Let's do everything opposed. Shame would make you want to do something very small and not let a lot of people see it. Like
0: mm-hmm. this
1: is not about shame. This is about making sure we have other people seeing so that this can feel better.
0: Oh, I hear that. Oh, my gosh. Do I hear that? Yeah. I...
1: Sorry, I I feel like I just went on a rant like for like...
0: No, 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 no. I think what's happening is like my brain is like uh, uploading the data that you just said. And I feel like what happens alone is like something that happens when I do start to interrupt people a lot. It's because I feel like, which is what I was doing with you, David. It's like I think part of what's happening is like my working memory is like at capacity and i don't want to forget the things that i'm hearing and so i interrupt because i'm like otherwise i want you know it's an impulse like i can't i can't what just happened was i I, I can't hold it anymore
1: i steamrolled through your question you lost it that's on me that's not you interrupting me (laughs) for real for real that's not and and
0: yeah, I just, yeah, like, I lost any concept of what I was going to say. So I sorry. I I
1: steam I steamrolled that whole process because you saw me on that hyper-focused rant. And this is that moment where like, as a friend that cares about you, I want to be like, that was not interrupting. That's <laughs> part of social conditioning that makes you feel like you just did. You didn't.
0: And I <laughs> okay.
1: steamrolled you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that, that was so real.
0: No, I mean, that's, I guess that's a thing that, I thank you so much for saying that, because that actually does feel good to hear. And I also do not feel in any way shape or form that I I mean not to say you need to hear this I think you know this better than anything but I don't think I I I i don't think you were there was not a rant to me that was you speaking about something you are so passionate about and that you have such a brilliant to me perspective on and I like I know that love that we bring into this podcast and the desire to like like Tell the world, <laughs> like remove the barriers to people having this information. So like, I, I be mean, like, I'm like, as much as I just, I want you to keep going and um, I just can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, but wait, what's the thing? And, and I, so anyway, I, I love your hyper-focus and I appreciate all that you're saying. Thank you. And I think this is, you know, I know this is just probably the beginning of a conversation about medication. I might slowly draw us towards a pause or a end for tonight, if that's okay.
1: That is absolutely okay. Okay.
0: Cause there's a lot, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to be said and, and, I know that there's a lot of topics and ideas that connect to this that I think we're both going to want to explore. Like you had mentioned, the like talk, we can talk about pregnancy on hormones and men and women in ADHD. Um, I am also sorry. I'm you can probably tell I'm trying to really remember what I was going to ask you and I don't remember it. And I'm not mad. I'm not sad or mad about it. I just this is you're just seeing in real time. The sieve that is my working memory. We were talking about
1: kids, uh, medications, slowing Ah. it down, getting other eyes on it. Before we were talking about kids, we started talking about the different medications, how effective they can be. We talked about um, not having to do it alone talk about having more eyes on it not less eyes on it
0: oh oh thank you okay Mm -hmm. okay okay thank you so much side note that's such that was an accommodation wasn't it you just like gave me the cues and then I'm like oh I remember okay cool what I was going to ask was backing this backs us up a bit but how can you tell the med is working like, because you said, like, oh, if you feel the ants or you feel weird, you don't like how you feel in your body, like, you'll know within. And I guess it wouldn't change if you took it like four days in a row, right? We, or would you get used to it? So like, does that make the, sense? The, so I guess those are two questions, really.
1: How do you know the medication's working is a great question. And anyone that I work with before they take medication, I have them start a task. Mm-hmm. So, like, spend 30 minutes cleaning out your garage, spend 30 minutes cleaning up a room. Try to clean a bathroom. Okay, cool. The next day when you take the medication, spend another 30 minutes in that room Mm -hmm. and let me know if it felt any different. Were you able to keep going? Was it hard to stop? Was it easy to stop? Did you find a rhythm? Were you less angry? You can vet one task versus the other in your own research experiment.
0: Oh Um, were you able to
1: read a book for 30 minutes? How long what did it feel like trying to read a book for 30 minutes without medication? Mm -hmm. Like, well, and this isn't where I want someone to be like, you have to keep reading. Like, if you try to read a book for 30 30 minutes and four minutes in, you put it down and you're staring at your phone. Like, okay, that's the outcome. Mm -hmm. Now, the next question is, when you take the medication and you start reading the book, do you make it more than four minutes before you look at your phone? Mm -hmm. And now we're doing research on how effective that intervention is. So we can say it's helping you with reading or cleaning or whatever that is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How does it make you feel? and now we get to you you can see the behaviors that you're helping mm-hmm. it's not just about fixing who a person is it's ADHD isn't a learning disability it's like a noticing dirt in the corner sitting still not interrupting people disability it's a
0: nuanced thing <laughs> and the best part is as soon as you said noticing dirt in dirt, the corner I immediately looked at my corner when I see the dirt <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I did pay attention to what else you were saying, but exactly whatever you said, I agree. Um, that's okay. That is brilliant. And also what that makes me think of is then like, first of all, just double, double up, like to also note that the language you used is to either as a professional, I'm also thinking just as a loved one, as a parent, whoever, like if you are observing the person or like giving the person feedback about how they are working on tasks to like, like, like how important it is to not equate that with the person mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, you're trying so much harder today. Or <laughs> you're like, wow, you're really making an effort. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can problem, tell you man. care. <laughs>
1: It's like, like, I've cared the whole time. I just
0: sit the- still. Exactly. Like, like, <laughs> like don't. It's not. Like everybody. Come on. Like no. But instead, going. Oh my gosh. I'm noticing. Like and again, who's saying this to who? I don't know. But like, it's. It sounds like it's much more like you're. I, you're and both you internally as the person taking the meds. I am noticing that this particular task. It's. I. I do it differently, and I'm able to approach it differently. And it sounds like you're noticing transitions. So you're asking the person to really focus on like starting, finishing, switching tasks. What happens if someone interrupts them? Do they get to go back to the first task that they wanted to do? Or are they sidetracked, right? Like, like literally what would happen <laughs> with me? Like I'll use myself as the guinea pig. I would be right now going, I would be getting up. Right now, if I wasn't recording this podcast, I would see the dirt and I would get up and I would go to get the, you know, the dustpan. And then on my way to the dustpan, I'd think, I want some tea. So I'd put some tea on the boil, forget I was getting the dustpan. I would go grab a snack, return to this room, see the dirt, and like, right, cycle through. So the difference I would look for is like, if I'm on the med, do I continue to get the dustpan? think about the tea but continue to come back clean the room maybe make the tea but not forget about the tea like little things exactly exactly and then frustration tolerance through all of it right so like how pissed are you getting at yourself or the world at all these moments if
1: the medication's working it should make you less angry i think people miss that and it's like i I just want to be that blunt like transitions can be difficult for any age person right like Oh my god, I'm running five minutes late. Like whatever happens to us when we're running late or all, like the kerfuffle to get out of the house, like if I'm gonna take the medication and see if it helps me leave the house differently. You've left the house a times. Did that feel any different? Did your drive feel any different? Knowing what you need the medication for in life is probably the most important task. Like for me, I don't necessarily need the medication to do work. Like my day job, like I hyper focus, like no one's business. But like, if I'm going grocery shopping, or yeah. like I'm like, you better believe I'm taking my medication. I same here, same here. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I actually am unmedicated usually at work. I mm-hmm. mean, back in the days when I could be medicated, but yes, if it's grocery shopping or for me, like car like carpool. like getting the kids to something or oh gosh yeah but it shifted like
1: when i was in when i was in college i would medicate for work like this is something Mm -hmm. that has shifted in my life and i think like we all need to be stewards of like our own experiences and like if we need to change things just change things but have no shame in the medication game if you need to take that medication to go for a three-hour drive to wait in line for two hours to hug someone that smells weird take the medication I'm just literally trying to make an analogy for everyone's family trip that they don't want to take. But like, don't be ashamed for why you're taking the medication if you need it and it makes it better, please do it. And if that medication is coffee or that medication is running around the block or that medication <laughs> is bringing a puzzle, you do whatever you need to do to survive that family experience or shop <laughs> it. <laughs> Isabelle is, <laughs> y- y'all can't see this, she really, really appreciated that metaphor. It looks like there's just, there's just something in her. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's good. There's actual yes. tears. There's actual tears. Oh, David, that was so good. Because the best part is that was like a slow bird. Because as you said it, I literally went, "Huh? Like what? Who would do that?" And then you rounded it out with the land, with you landed that plane, and you were like, "And that's visiting your family." And you're like, and "I just went, oh, oh, that is a sick bird, and I love it." Uh, <laughs> I'm like. Uh.
1: I, I want to say right now, like, that is not a comment <laughs> on my family. But I was like, going to
0: say, too, neither of mine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have remarkably Ugh. delightfully smelling family that I really look forward to visiting. And also, I think we all know at least one person that we're not ever going to name who that person is. That that that's the experience, right? So.
1: Oh, everyone has that that remote family member <laughs> that you take the deep breath to go visit. Everyone has the friend that's going to be at that gathering that you didn't want to see. Everyone has like there's always this. Like, I'm just so glad I get to specialize in like people and society for a living that I know. That these aren't just my experiences, like we are all sitting in this, <laughs> like we are we're, all we're prisoners to this experience. Exactly. Yes,
0: no one, oh. gets a, no one gets a free get out of jail card around this. Nope, <laughs> oh, okay, oh, that's brilliant. Okay, um, so you scene. know it's working, yes, okay. And I think, I think, yeah, scene, I think we're Was good. Is that good? Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for
1: listening. If you ever have that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something.
0: Something's shiny. That's right just as you are if you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast please subscribe rate and review anywhere you listen to podcasts we're on instagram as something shiny podcast and if you're looking for more information useful links definitions visuals everything we can think of and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com and it's all free Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in two weeks.